Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about what we will sacrifice for our art. Mm. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? Oh, so I have had a an amazing few weeks of unexpected and, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another adjective. There's so many that are floating in my head. Anyway, just unexpected <laughs> and wonderful opportunities to write. Um, I didn't necessarily plan any of this. I kind of got to a point where I thought, hmm, this could be a possibility, but I didn't really tell a whole lot of people because I was like, this is probably going to get messed up. But <laughs> I was able to complete the first draft of my Animal Tales book, which I'm super excited about. Um, it is, I was telling May earlier, it is probably the roughest first draft of any of my books, but I'm 100% okay with it because it was one of those things that I needed to get it to an ending point mm-hmm. so that I could figure out what needed to be in it and how to bring it all together. And that's mm-hmm. going to come in the revisions, which I'm excited about. So that happened. And then I started writing a new novel. And this is outside of my Carolina's Legacy Collection um, world. This is completely mm-hmm. new, new characters, new settings. Um, and it's a book that I'm just super excited about for a lot of reasons. Um, But Mm -hmm. the writing is going really well. I'm excited about it. It's been fun. Like each session has just been, it's been a little bit magical, honestly. Mm -hmm. So anyway. (laughs) Oh, I love it. The magic has returned. I know. It's so exciting. And when we get into um, the editing process, the magic is still there. It's a different absolutely. Yeah. Magic. Um, and then there's the marketing and all of that other stuff. And there can be magic in that as well as mm-hmm. you're, you know, getting to know people and, um, and finding your readers and, and discovering ways that you can, uh, that you can find your readers and that sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, and this is humble and, you know, singular potentially, it could <laughs> hopefully other people feel this, but it could be singular. Um, there is some, nothing like discovery magic, like story yeah. sorts discovery magic and Mm. joy is kind of a discovery writer and so that's it's it's a very magical thing yeah (laughs) it really is so I will be honest with this book there are several twists and turns along the way Mm. and the cool thing is the writer gets to discover those first and I literally like Mm -hmm. they just kind of came and I was like oh that's gonna be amazing So it's it's kind of an exciting situation where we literally are the first ones to experience that those mm-hmm. twists and turns and and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so so cool because there have been times in in a story where I have thought that one thing was mm-hmm. a really exciting twist or a turn, and then as I continued on and like started you know was working on a story and that sort of thing, I was like, oh no, oh no, this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 a process, and uh, and I do kind of love how the longer that I get to sit with a story, 
I can kind of go a little bit deeper and it's like, what if this? And then as you get to know the characters, it's yeah. like, oh, maybe this is not the best decision for them. This is a good decision. Yeah. Uh-huh. And which brings on a whole nother aspect of mm-hmm. uh, humanity to the characters and, and also just fun for the author, I think too. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I love when you get to know your characters well enough to where you're like, mm, Chase would not do that. <laughs> this is not a Chase thing. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Chase would do (laughs) and then you start to talk about them like they're real people and then your family Mm -hmm. looks at you a little funny but it's all good (laughs) right and there's an aspect of ourselves in some of those so some of those decisions as well like because we're we're also in some cases authors are also trying to figure out some things that we believe and that we uh that have maybe confused us or confounded us in some point in time Mm -hmm. uh in our lives and so I know there's one one decision in particular that um that I made in a story and it was because I wanted to think more about it think more Mm -hmm. about that particular situation and um and what it means for women and for society and for the character and even for myself Mm -hmm. and so um that is we, we get to do that and and we get to kind of come at something maybe from a little bit of an indirect path but also I mean, that's what Eudora Welty did all the time, you know. (laughs) The question that she had, she tried to write a story about it so that she could figure out what she thought. I think she does. uh, There's even a quote. Yeah, there is. No, she doesn't know what she thinks until she has written it or something like Mm -hmm. that. That's a very loose, potentially not direct quote from (laughs) Eudora Welty. But I understand that because there are very many times where I don't know how I feel about a subject or, or about a situation or. A, I don't know a societal situation or something yeah. until I have kind of written about it and simplified it in a way that my brain can't do uh inside inside of my head <laughs> so yeah oh that's so true that's so true that was a rabbit trail <laughs> <laughs> well tell us about your creative week oh yeah so um uh, we had some family come down for the holiday and so there was Thanksgiving at our house, which was kind of cool. And that's the first time that that's happened. I did. I set some boundaries. I thought I was, I was really proud of myself mm-hmm. because I didn't try to do everything. Um, but just could feel that the, um, the bandwidth was growing smaller and smaller in all different areas all kind of put together. And so I was like, okay this is what I have. You can have the location and I will definitely cook an amazing side for everybody. And cause there's so many people coming that, you know, the side had to be like two casserole dishes or more, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I was like, and I'll cook an amazing side and, um, make sure everything's cleaned up and ready and all that kind of stuff. I said, but if you guys want anything more than a side, you can bring food. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what happened and we had an amazing spread it was very yummy and um I tried a new recipe and I had space for that because I wasn't like running around like a crazy person um and so I tried I tried one I altered one recipe and then I tried a brand new recipe for my green bean casserole and it was a hit let me oh. tell you so I'll have to share that with you later oh yes I love green bean casserole Oh, girl, this was the best creepy casserole that I've ever had. So, yeah, I need to, like, write it down um, before I forget that I made something really yummy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I didn't have a graham cracker crust. Walmart didn't have a graham cracker crust. I know. 
it was Thanksgiving. So there's that. <laughs> so I made my very first graham cracker crust. It was not very difficult. Uh, and it, but it, it, it also kind of lended to the fact that um, I also forgot pie, like disposable pie things mm. uh, at the store as well. So I had to make some quick decisions because this is something that I had forgotten about. Actually, it was like Thanksgiving dinner at the church and everybody's supposed to freaking dessert. And I was like, well, shoot and it was Sunday afternoon and oh, I, no. I needed it for Sunday night so um it was a quick turnaround on that one I happened to have some of the things margarita pie is one of my favorite things too Ooh. so um it's a dry margarita mix like a mm-hmm. like a yeah and then you mix it in with like cream cheese and whipped cream and a little bit of sugar and that sort of thing and then the graham cracker crust along with it and it turns into this really beautiful thing um, but I was able to layer it like a big thick graham cracker crust at the bottom, a layer of margarita pie filling, a little more graham cracker crust, you know, a little more margarita, some whipped cream. And it turned out be, to be even better than it is just in a little thin, you know, pie, pie casing. So yeah, Sounds amazing. Really I know, it was so good. I'll have to make it for you sometime. Oh, please do. <laughs> uh, and so Brent was, Brent was. Um, that's my husband who was very complimentary on both the things he was like I really think that you like had the best things at all of the things that we did <laughs> and I'm not a cook like I'm not a chef okay I cook sometimes um and, and I do try to keep people fed so this was a really big compliment for me because uh, yeah I, I don't have a lot of space to try new things and to figure out what everybody likes and because I was able to be open and honest with family. Like, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. And uh, I was able to to have a good time with it. So that was really cool. That's, That's not my so creative week, though. So let me get <laughs> on to that. I'm super chatty today. I've been working a lot with, like, data and Excel and uh, reports and things like that. And so I'm just like, human being. Look at you. <laughs> we get to talk about creative and lovely things that are, you know, happen in the real world. <laughs> yes, yes. I spent 16 and a half hours on a report this week. So it was just like, ah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's done now. Um, but, but yes, it's, I I might be a little more chatty than normal. So I apologize and cut me off if I need to be, (laughs) if I need to move on. You're good. (laughs) uh, My aunt and my cousin and um, her kids, uh, my cousin's kids came down. And generally when my cousin and our kids get together, we like to try to do a bit of a craft. And so we've done a few things over the years, but this year their kids are older and we got to try something that we wanted to do as well. So that was super cool. She's, uh, she's wonderful. She's an art teacher. So I think like, um, if I recall correctly, it's like first through sixth grade art. And, um, and so she wanted to try something for our class and I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to try this too. And it's, um, it's block printing. So um, block printing is a very like traditionally Japanese art uh, medium. and I am, you know, quarter Japanese. So I've always wanted to try this. And I've always wanted to do like a Japanese magnolia out of the, um, out of the block printing. And, you know, and so I did, that's what I did. I mean, a Japanese magnolia block printing thing. And I have it on a t-shirt and like paper and a tote. And, uh, and I got some of my own block printing tools as well. So I can continue on. I love it. Joy. Oh, I can't wait so to see. Fun. It's so much fun to do it because you. I, I, th- I think this is why in in this kind of really hurried and um 
I'm really trying to be efficient in a lot of different ways, especially professionally. So I think I might have like this efficiency mindset too. And block printing is a very efficient creative <laughs> practice <laughs> because like you do, you work, you know, you work on your one thing mm -hmm. and then you can put it on all of these other different uh, things. It can be on, it could be a, a print that's hung up on a wall. It can be on a journal. It can be on a tote bag. It can be on a t-shirt. Like you can just reuse the block print on all of these other things. And it's super efficient. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of speaking to both sides of my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. so, and it was a lot of fun to try to figure out, um, like what I wanted to do. Actually, I printed off a picture that I had taken um, of my Japanese magnolia tree in my yard, a bloom on my Japanese magnolia mm -hmm. tree in my yard. And, um, and then put it on a light board, which if you don't have a light board, I love a light board. Um, so I put it on a light board and then did a pencil uh, outline of that and then kind of put where I wanted to have the dark and the light and that sort of thing. And, uh, and then transferred it to the, Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the rubber thing that you have to dig into in order to do your print. So, okay. <laughs> and so, um, that's how I was able to, I, I, so I took my, I took my art, my photographic art, and then made kind of an ink, pen and ink, um, mm -hmm. art out of that. Although that's not something that you can keep because I did, that I can keep because it in reuse, because it ended up being, um, kind of destroyed whenever I was transferring it over to, to the, the rubber thing. Um, and so then I made a whole nother thing too, out of that same picture, you know, so I don't know, there was, it's just really cool to see the different ways that you can repurpose the things that you, you've already done that you love and turn it into something else that you love too. So That's awesome. yeah, moral of the story right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is it's fantastic, and I can't wait to see what you made. Oh, I'm going to send you pictures. Yay! So, <laughs> super fun. It's super fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But oh. that was it. That's what I did. Or that's the big thing that I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I like what you said, too, about, you know, talking about the holiday and how you set boundaries and stuff like that. And I feel like that works really well with what we're talking about mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like the perfect thing because our our topic and we've talked about this just between the two of us before, you know, what what will you sacrifice for your art? And when we really kind of sat down and started having this conversation a few months ago, we started out with that whole yes no thing. And mm -hmm. you know, there's that saying that whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something else because we only have so much time, right? Right. And so that's really kind of how this conversation got started. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Joy and I, uh, because we wear so many hats and have so many responsibilities, it's just, we're just so good at things. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. We're not going to talk about how, you know, we're just a little spastic and we like too many things, maybe. <laughs> I can really keep a straight face. God, I tried really hard. <laughs> But we do have a lot of responsibilities and yeah. some of them have been impressed upon us. And then some of those are of our own choosing. And so, mm -hmm. um, and, and life can get pretty hectic. 
and crazy and stuff like that. And then our art sometimes can suffer for that. But also, um, if we neglect our art, then we suffer for that too. Mm -hmm. So it's this uh, reciprocal thing that that happens when um, whenever we're just kind of living life from moment to moment, which is a very cool way to live life. Um, but mm -hmm. also, um, if we don't have some sort of decision-making skills, which sometimes I don't, <laughs> <laughs> then I can say yes before I can really know if I truly can yeah. um, complete the, the situation or the thing I'm saying yes to mm -hmm. um, in a way that is going to be beneficial, not only for the person who's going to be receiving the end result of that, but also for my family, for me, um, for mm -hmm. my art, etc. So, yeah. um, so sometimes it is like a truthful, like purposeful decision. Yes, I will sacrifice X for my art. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes it's just kind of, I'm a bit impulsive sometimes in my decisions. And instead of saying like, can I have a moment to think about that? Mm. I just go ahead and say yes. And so that means that I've said no to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, with this question, you know, we just kind of have a few thoughts and things that have come out in our, in our lives, you know, as we've mm -hmm. approached this question and an answer to it. So, you know, there are a lot of answers to this question. And it's yeah. very personal and it's like very, you know, for every person it's different <laughs> and every day, honestly, is going to be a little bit different too. But one of the things is like you just said, you know, when you're presented with an opportunity and you have to say yes or no, don't just mm -hmm. blurt, yeah. <laughs> you know, take that pause and that's yeah, not easy to do. <laughs> Or a joy. Like, I mean, that's not easy to do. But I think, I don't know, do you feel like this has kind of come as with maturity? Like, it's, it's yes. where we've come to this. Like, and I wonder if everybody's like that, if that's kind of a universal thing or I don't know. Right, right. I do think it's come with maturity. I do think it's come with um, introspection and knowledge of my life and myself and just being honest with who I am currently and with who I want to be mm -hmm. as well. Uh, I think that sometimes, especially in my impulsivity, that I make decisions based on my past self. And so mm -hmm. past self has been a people pleaser, has been yeah. somebody who, um, who lived in survival mode. And part of survival mode is just breaking yourself in order to make sure that everybody else is happy so that nothing bad will happen again. So that those two things particularly, I think, do innately feed into my impulsivity, into my decision-making, if I'm not careful. Yeah. So, um, but I know that about myself now, mm -hmm. right? And I, um, and I have been, um, I've been blessed with people around me who also help me see things that I don't, maybe I'm too close to see. Uh, as well and uh, and then just being able to um, you know listen to my heart and my instincts and then kind of separate them a little bit and say is this true um, is this is this emotion real is it true is it um, is it fear is it um, residual 
consequences for things that have happened to me in the past that I've, you know, it's, it's definitely, and that all sounds like it's going to take like, you know, a month to make a decision on whether you are going to do something or not. But I'll think that a lot of times these things can be done in just a couple of minutes, you know, just, you know, just being able to say, Hey, hold on just a second, you know, you know what, I'll text you. Um, I'll text you by the end of the day or as soon as I make a decision, I have to, I have to check on a few things. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I'm, when I can verify that I can or can't, I will let you know as soon as possible. And that might be five minutes and it might be five hours. It just depends. Yeah. Um, And very rarely is it five days, I would think. Um, Yeah. Unless there's some really extenuating circumstances. But, but I do have to think about, you know, and sacrifice is a word that we don't like to use very often too. It has, it comes with a lot of, um, it comes with a lot of connotation with it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it, it sounds like a word that is, it has, I don't know. When I think of sacrifice, I immediately think of like death and, um, pain pain yes um regret sometimes Mm -hmm. and um and just like denial of things that I want like denial of desire and things like that like Mm -hmm. that and passion and such so sacrifice does tend to and it might not for everybody in every culture in every situation you know Mm -hmm. but it can have um it's a heavy word let's just say that like it's a really word and but I also think that time is finite um, how we use it is kind of a heavy thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes it's the sacrifice is not something huge. Like you're, you know, like if you choose to, um, to help out a neighbor to move furniture or something like that, that mm-hmm. the sacrifice for that might be, um, I don't know, an hour of Netflix or something, you know? Yeah. If you weigh that, that's a, you know, the cost benefit analysis, as we would say in speech and debate is, <laughs> Is not great, right? And you, okay. you, you like your neighbor. You want to continue that that friendship. You want to build that relationship. So you go move some furniture and mm-hmm. you watch your show later or something like that. Or you don't watch your show, one or the other. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like so. The, I don't think we necessarily a have to be scared of sacrifice. And b, it's okay that it's a weighty word because mm-hmm. um, how we spend our time, how we invest in other people, how we invest in ourselves and in our art is a weighty thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's just husband's leaving. Oh, <laughs> bye, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a you know. I used to think I used to not value. Let's say that I used to not value my time the way that I do now. I've, I've lived half mm-hmm. my life, possibly, you know at this point in time, there's only half of it left. I feel very mortal and I feel like my time is very important. And so, um, how I use it and how um, it can be misused mm-hmm. by myself or other people is very much on my mind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just, it's, it's weighty. That's a weighty decision for me at this point in this period of my life, yeah. you know, a teenager, not so much, <laughs> but yeah, at this point it's like, I'm willing to sacrifice some things that are more pleasurable things in order to have a greater reward. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what it comes down to is, you know, 
you talked about all of the introspection and, you know, knowing things about yourself now that you wouldn't have a few years ago and things like that. And so I think that when it comes to a topic like this and a question like this, putting in the work and introspection to know those things is going to make this so much easier. So we're able then to answer questions like, is the yes worth whatever sacrifice that's going to come? You know, we can answer that a little bit better now. Um, And also, you know, another thing that we talked about, and we've talked about our reason whys, you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked about that a number of times over the years. Um, And so we were saying how important it is to know your reason why for if you say yes, or if you say no, like whatever your, your thing is, knowing why you're saying that, that allows you to be confident in what you've said, you know, because you know why you're saying it and you know why you're either moving ahead with something or you're saying, no, no, we're going to, we're going to pass on that for now. You know why. And sometimes it gets a little bit more difficult when you know your reason why, because, um, if you're presented with an opportunity that is in the same area as your art Mm -hmm. and you're having two like art opportunities (laughs) that you have to, you know, that you have to make a decision on like that kind of makes things much more difficult. It's far different than like, am I going to, going to watch a Netflix show um, or am I going to write or, you know, Mm -hmm. am I going to help my neighbor move or am I going to, um, I don't know. Um, serve the homeless or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different than that because if you've got two art opportunities that could move you forward in your hopes and dreams, and you know why you're doing your art, and you know where you want to go with it um, at that point in time, and you've got two opportunities that that look on the forefront that that they're good. You know, they're good for you. Like, what yeah. do you do with that? What do, which, which one are you going to sacrifice? Or are you going to really try to, to hurt yourself and do both? Um, or are you going to say yes to both? And then, so this is what happens with me. I would, if, if this were old Megan, I would probably say yes to both and then do the best that I could for mm-hmm. both of those. But it would not be as, as good as it could be if I would have chosen one of those and just really thrown myself into yeah. um, one of those. So, Joy, what would you do in that situation? What would you say? I know, right? Well, that's tough. That is tough, you know, especially if you've got two great opportunities to advance your art. You know, I think you just have to weigh all of the things. Like, what, you know, who am I going to meet through this? Like, where do I think my, you know, in our situation as writers, you know, which of these situations would put me in front of more of my ideal reader? Like, you know, that could be a big question for us, you know, um, I don't know. Also the people, the other people that are going to be there, you know, are these other authors who, you know, in one case, are they more similar to me in the style of writing and the, and the works that we have out in the world? So are we going to have a little bit of a commonality there and the readers are going to also be the kinds of readers that we're actually looking for. Whereas with the other one, maybe it's, maybe we're quite different and maybe we don't really have the same readers and you know, all of that. So those would be a couple of things I would look at. Um, yeah. And then also what's going on around the situation specifically with like my family, you know, so, um, health is another aspect, you know, if there's a situation where, 
it's going to take, it's going to require a lot of setup on my part or a lot of heavy labor on my part. Um, at, because of certain things with me, like I may choose not to do that if there's something that would be a little bit easier from a physical standpoint. So yeah, there's lots of things to consider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard, I heard Brene Brown on, I think the podcast was, I can do hard things or something like that. And or we can do hard things at something like that. Um, but, but she was speaking about that. Um, a little bit about that, like, you know, what opportunities do you take and stuff? And as we are young artists and if we really, you know, if this is, if we want this to become a profession, which by the way, it's totally fine. If you don't want your art to be your profession. It can be feeding your soul. You can have an audience. You can have everything that you, um, everything that you want your art to do, it can do. And you can also have a day job. You don't have to, you know, like you can do all of those, those things depending upon what you want. But if you want it to be your profession, you know, um, Brene Brown was talking about like all of these opportunities and things like that, that she's a, she's a scientist, by the way. So let's you know, step back. She's not necessarily like a, a creative artist, but I do think that she has a creative soul. So I will say that. <laughs> I don't know if she would agree with me, but I see it. I see it. In her. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but she was talking about like having potentially two opportunities in order to um, to have her research more well known, mm -hmm. and she was having trouble like dealing with the decision of of, of that. And I think that she might have been a little bit younger, um, not necessarily younger. No, this was more like an intermediate situation where she kind of had her her work established, but this would have kind of just. You know, she had this pattern of saying yes to everything and she was really, really burnt out and tired. And so somebody asked her, um, what do you want to have responsibility for? And I thought mm -hmm. that was a very interesting question because saying yes or no and the word opportunity and that sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, seems a little bit less weighty than the word responsibility. Yeah. So the word responsibility means that I own that, right? Mm. Um, you you take an opportunity that's provided to you. You mm. own a responsibility, and whatever results from that is an, an example of you in, in in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, so if you're having trouble choosing which opportunity you mm. would like to have, like the organization that is providing it, the, the, the people who are, who are there, who you're going to be working with and the results, mm -hmm. whatever the results could be of that, um, that opportunity, do you want to have responsibility for that? Is that something that you want to own? And if the answer is like, eh, <laughs> there's your answer. Then maybe you choose the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and also, like, we go back to, yes, our reason why, and our reason why is super, super important, but mm -hmm. also, like, our fundamental standards, right? Yeah. So, guys, I am so sorry if you guys can hear, like, all of the yard work that is being, uh, that is going on right now in my neighbor's yard. I apologize. But hopefully you can hear my voice as well. So. No, thankfully, I don't hear anything. Like, I don't hear any of that. It's so fun. Oh, good. That's good to know because it is rather, rather loud. Oh, but, um, for me, for me, it is, but, uh, but that kind of put a different spin on my decision-making as well. 
um, where it could be just like an, oh, yeah, I can do that or something like that. Like, do I want to own the results of whatever happens, good or bad? Because yeah. it will be mine, you know, even if you're working with people, like it's the the results of the whole situation, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I love that way of looking at it. Um, you know, and sometimes, so when we were talking about this whole concept of sacrificing for our art, we talked about a few things that um, we've experienced or we've observed amongst mm-hmm. creatives. And sometimes we tend to glorify the things we're sacrificing for our art. Um, yeah. And now I don't think that this is either one of us, but I have seen this in the creative community where people almost Mm -hmm. tend to think that they have to have broken marriages or broken relationships or like just really brokenness Mm -hmm. um, in order to be proper artists. And that's just not the case. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not, oh my goodness, it's just not. But we do, you know, on a, on a smaller scale, like there are certain things that we do tend to glorify the, uh, you know, I I think a good case yeah, like being poor or the yeah, star- artist. The starving artist. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, I know I have a tendency to push myself to breaking points. And so for me, it would be the, okay, I stayed up until 3 a.m. to write and I had to get up at 5. And, you know, so I'm going with no sleep and I'm hurting my body because I'm sitting at my desk for so long. And, you know, there was a time where, like, I would embrace that. Oh, look what I've done for my art, you know, and that's not healthy. That's not right. That's not the kind of sacrifice because I think, and maybe this is what we need to say too, that there's a good sacrifice and there's a bad sacrifice when it comes to this. Like, yes, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. So there's just that aspect of things. And that's just life. And that's that's just life. Any place in life. Right. Exactly. Um, so there are good aspects to this, but then there are the bad ones and it's things like that where you're doing damage in some other way for, to, in order to do that sacrifice for whatever it is. Right. And there's also a healthier way to do that too. Mm -hmm. So for example, like if you are on deadline and it does take an all nighter in order for you to get everything done, but you have made a conscious decision to pull that all nighter and you know that, um, after you fix breakfast or something like that for the kiddos and get them off on the bus that you are going to be able to, um, you're going to be able to recover from that. Like you planned the recovery path for that as well. And that is something that I've not done well um, mm-hmm. in the past where it's like, Oh, pull an all nighter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I go to work and then I work all day and then I, you know, come home and, and I do things with the kids and then it's 10 o'clock before I go to bed again and I sleep six hours and the next day, like that kind of stuff, you know, that, that catches up with you and yeah. it does, it's very, it's very harmful for your body too. Mm-hmm. So it's in the physical level, yeah. but like just acknowledging the fact that yes, you are sacrificing sleep tonight. Mm-hmm you know, in order to uh, fulfill the the needs of your art. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that after you wake up from your, from your long nap the next day that you're going to be, you're going to be proud that you have accomplished that. Right. But if you don't have that recovery planned in, Mm -hmm. and you know, when you're going to, um, when you, when you're going to, 
be able to um, heal from that, <laughs> you know, yeah. then um, then it's 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 more of a martyr situation. Maybe yeah. is that is that what you? Yeah, I would definitely agree. And you know, and this is something too that um, I have gotten better with, and I'm I'm thankful for. Um, but it's once again, it's that learning yourself and knowing yourself. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I knew. Uh, when I did the Louisiana Book Festival, okay, I knew mm-hmm. that I was going to need a little bit of recovery after that. And so I built that in. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. I had an edit for a client coming up, you know, that takes all of my attention um, after I'm done with school with my kids in the morning. Like that is the rest of my time for the however yeah. many weeks that I've set aside and the, you know, until whatever deadline I have for that. So mm-hmm. knowing that, there are two things. One, I have to prepare ahead of time and, you know, like my newsletters or social media or like things like that, that I would typically be doing, I need to take care of ahead of time. Okay. So I know that. And then also I know that it's going to be many hours on end of sitting. And so I know that I'm going to be hurting. And so I build in, you know, ways to you know, break times <laughs> for one thing. But then also mm-hmm. when it's done and I've, you know, delivered the edit to my client, I know that I'm going to need a few days to be able to recover and get my body back the way that it needs to be. Um, so yeah, just things like that, knowing yourself and, mm-hmm. and planning ahead mm-hmm. and yeah, just understanding mm-hmm. the sacrifices that you will make when when the sacrifices are painful or or whatever the case may be um, and then preparing for that yeah and I think that's the difference between um like the starving artist mindset and the healthy artist mindset is like yes you recognize that um that that this these things are a sacrifice but here's how I'm going to recover and here's how I'm going Mm -hmm. to move forward in a healthy way um and I'm bad at that I'm still bad at that, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and and so there are some people who have more flexibility with their schedule and they're mm-hmm. going to be able to pencil that in pretty easily mm-hmm. with uh, and move things around in a, in a particular way. But if you have like a corporate job or something like that, that's right. an eight to five, there, you know, there's an eight to five, but maybe you um, strategically place your pay time off or mm-hmm. vacation days or, or personal days or things like that. Um, right. And you plan in that way. And, and that's... Um, that is good not only for you and not only for your art, but also for, for who you work for too. Because if you come in and you're you're struggling and you make mistakes or something like that, like mm-hmm. it it kind of honors all pieces of the puzzle, even though you're using your your pay time off for things that are um that's like maybe not a, a huge trip or a vacation or something like that. Um but and that's a mindset too that I'm working on as well because uh, I've been working in a corporate setting for a very long time now, and I have, you know, a significant amount of paid time off that mm-hmm. either I a, haven't used or it has lapsed over. It's it's gone away, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I have a significantly like even after my maternity leave and all that kind of stuff, my sick time is astronomical because <laughs> I never take off. Yeah. So. Um, and then at the end of the year, I have vacation days that I'm just going to lose. Like we don't, they don't buy out. They just go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to lose. So I end up just trying to fit them in every mm-hmm. once in a while. Whereas if I was more strategic throughout the year mm-hmm. and was able to, um, to plan 
for time off around other areas of my life too. Mm-hmm. And just being, um, and just being kind to myself too, because mental health days are a thing as well, yeah. you know? Um, and I, and I have the time. It's not even like my, my company's not even like, um, making it difficult for me to, to do it. Um, other than just like the, the, the job responsibility that I have. So you yeah. know, they're like, here's your sick time. Here's your vacation time here. You know, all you gotta do is turn in a request to use it. And I just don't turn in requests because mm-hmm. I try to be everything to all people all the time. And that's mm-hmm. a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and, so hard. It really is. It is. Yeah. It's a reoccurring problem because it's something that I've recognized for quite some time. And some, some, some weeks and months, I'm very good at being able to say, Hey, I can't cook a turkey this year. And then, <laughs> um, and then other t- days, it's just like, I'm saying yes before I know what's good for me. Yeah. So, um, well, and I think it's I, that acknowledgement of, you know, like you said, just recognizing our issues, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge step in itself. You know, for me, like I tend to glorify excuses of why I can't, you know, do my art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't make that submission because X, Y, and Z. And, right. you know, I blame the family or I blame the um, the dog. <laughs> or right. I, blame, I would never blame the cat. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I find these things and I blame. I put blame somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just not the case. Most of the time, those things really weren't the reason. There was something else. And I recognized that in myself. That was something that, um, I guess it was earlier this year, it was actually when I really was like naming it and like, hey, Joy, stop this. Like, this is this has become a pattern and it's not cool and we're going to stop doing it now. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's a bit of victimization, I think, mm-hmm. too. And, and I, I'm saying that out loud because I also do similar things so and I've recognized that in myself as well and so um so I hold on to these reasons Mm -hmm. that um and while I'm doing certain things not necessarily my art but while I'm doing other things like I hold on to those reasons while I'm doing other things and recognizing that or, or you know repeating those things in my mind the whole time while I'm doing other things so by the time that I really get into it or maybe it gets done or whatever or something or, or whatever. I'm bitter and angry and my mindset is just destructive yeah. at that point in time. Um, it shows I can't hide things. So whatever I'm feeling most of the time is written all over my face, even though I kind of does smile. So everything's fine, you know? <laughs> like, um, so, and, and I know those things about myself too. So sometimes when I'm in like the pit of despair, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I do try to shut my door and, you know, get over it, but, um, it's a rut sometimes and it's very difficult to get out of sometimes, but I do recognize that if, um, that if I can think about things that are going well and going right, Mm -hmm. um, then while I'm in this, this rotation of just like unable to do all list in a timely manner and so on and so forth um and just keep working toward the next thing whatever the next thing's in front of me that needs to be done immediately like just keep working toward those things and trying to make the best decisions trying to prioritize in the best sort of way and just being thankful for the things that are going well and um then that does 
tend to get me a bit out of the victimization mm-hmm. mindset. Am I still a victim? In some ways, yes. You know, in some ways, yes. Um, but do I have to embrace that as as who I am or am I being victimized? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a difference that I am a victim or I'm being victimized. So mm-hmm. there, one is an identity statement and one mm-hmm. of them is an oppression kind of a statement, mm-hmm. um, if that makes any sense. Right. So, um, and, in, and one of those things... Um, you can control and one of those things you can't. So that also makes your reaction to them and what you choose, what decisions that you make, you know, Mm -hmm. that puts those into perspective because you handle the things that you can control and Mm -hmm. you can find the good and you can just keep working toward the next thing, the next thing, the next thing while, um, while advocating for the change that you need in order to not be victimized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're good things, but looking, I'm, <laughs> I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm starting to, it, it I, don't, I don't think it helps any situation if I um, am looking tired all the time and, you know, yeah. not, not having the joy that, um, that, comes from just living this beautiful life, you know, and not holding on to that on a daily basis. It doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help me. And so it doesn't help my family and that kind of thing too. So those mindsets, starving artist, Mm -hmm. victim, you know, martyr in a bad way. Like there are martyrs that truly have been martyrs. (laughs) Right. But like the self, maybe self-proclaimed martyrdom. Is that... Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, and those things can also cloud what you choose to sacrifice and what you choose to mm-hmm. uphold. Right. So, so mindset's a huge part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mindset is huge and a proper approach on both sides of the spectrum. You know, like you were saying, you know, we consider ourselves martyrs when we're not producing, you know, oh, poor me, you know, I'm not getting to do this or whatever. We consider ourselves warriors when we are and we go on the opposite side where we're pushing ourselves to such extremes in order to do that. And we're like, oh, but look at me, like, look at all the stuff I'm doing. I mean, I'm killing my body, but whatever, you know. Yeah, but look at this art. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we we tend to go off on on extremes. So mindset, having a proper mindset, doing that introspection, mm-hmm. um, taking the time to know where our challenges lie and where mm-hmm. we tend to go off onto one of those extremes, and then um, actually, you know, taking an opportunity to, to figure out and think through our fundamental standards. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned earlier, thinking through opportunities that we've had in the past where we had to say yes or no to things, you know, Mm -hmm. what did we sacrifice? What did we choose to do? You know, looking at those options and seeing how we handled them in the past and kind of evaluating, okay, did this go well or did it not? What could I have Mm -hmm. done different? Um, when When you take the time to think through all those things, it enables you to prepare for the next opportunity that is going to come your way. So you're better able to decide to make those decisions and Mm -hmm. to say yes or no with 
yeah, with with a more what am I trying to say? I guess with with just a better foundation. You're doing your good understanding of what yeah, you're saying is right. And I think also kind of helps alleviate regret mm-hmm. um, at the end of it too. So if this turns out to be something that's a, a that turn, doesn't turn out well, or you mm-hmm. sacrifice accidentally sacrifice something that you didn't mean to or you know it has an unintended effect like you have uh, it's not a surprise you know (laughs) or you know that you had done all of the heavy lifting on the forefront of it to try to prevent anything negative that could have Mm -hmm. happened and it happened anyway and that's just life sometimes you know right so you're able to recover from that bit of disappointment in a better in a better way mm-hmm. too than just like oh my gosh life is attacking me you know <laughs> so right right <laughs> and you know to when when you do come out of a of whatever it is that you've said yes to um you s- take the time to evaluate it and see how it went see mm-hmm. you know i think when we when we just give ourselves a few minutes after these things to evaluate to take stock it's going to help us for the next time, mm-hmm. you know? So there's right. that too. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I, I, I want us to take it. Yes. I want us to take it for our art, mm-hmm. but I also want us to kind of take it into our personal lives, into our professional yeah. lives and our spiritual lives and, mm-hmm. you know, all aspects of it. Um, because it is such a, a huge thing. And if we're saying, you know, if we're saying, if we're doing things well in one aspect of, of our lives, and I think it will automatically overflow because we just really enjoy uh, the results of mm-hmm. it. Um, but if we're intentionally doing it in all aspects of our lives, then it might just, um, it might be a, a faster, good result, mm-hmm. you know, but. Well, and I think like, ha- as we've talked through this, like we've interconnected all the aspects of life, you know, and I think that that's just the way that it is. And I think understanding mm-hmm. that it, it does all flow into one another, um, right. is perhaps a big mindset thing for, for some people. Maybe you haven't thought of it in those terms. Maybe you've right. tried to keep things completely blocked and separate. And I don't think that that's fully possible. So that may be a potential other thing that, um, some mm-hmm. people could really benefit from considering. Right. And just like looking back on the last five years that we've been doing this podcast too, Joy, Mm -hmm. we actually did it very early on, maybe year one, year two, something like that, Mm -hmm. um, episodes on boxes. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. And even trying, we we were leading toward this, like in retrospect, I can see it now Mm -hmm. because at first we talked about boxes and then we talked about boxes and maybe having the lid off those boxes and like, you know, some of, some of those things mingle and, and, and incorporate everything. And now I think that over the last five years, I've really learned that I don't have boxes. (laughs) 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 The lessons that I've been learning in in one area of my life really should be applied to all of the areas of my life as well. We're in open stall flea market situation. (laughs) Right. Very much. Very much like that. I adore flea markets and I love that metaphor so much. I thought you would. You're welcome. Um but this is the situation that I think that maybe some of us, because I'm assuming that we have a lot of adults who are listening, that we probably don't have a lot of young um teenagers or people who are or young adults who are going into like um 
college or career, like early careers and things like that, that this is likely people who are like us, who are a little mm. bit older and unwiser and have lived a smidge. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, you may find yourself a little bit like me where I've written down all of the things that I've, I've, I need to do, that I've responsibilities for during a day and there are not enough hours in the day mm-hmm. in order to um, really do all of the things that I've committed to that I've said yes to um, and the no's have have in some cases been detrimental to my health to my family etc mm-hmm. so um, I am working on a bit of, and, and it's slow going because time, uh, a bit of a, an action plan for that. So I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, so in case you need to know at least what my action plan is, and maybe it's something that you want to, you know, uh, tailor to your situation. But um, if I were to accomplish everything in a, in a, in a day, I would have to wake up at like three twenty in the morning and I wouldn't be able to go to bed until like 10, 30 at night. So obviously that's not enough time to sleep. And and that is not with like relationship time and time for error and time for um, evaluation and introspection and all that kind of stuff too. So that's mm. pretty sad, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but it did include like, I think I included some exercise and I did include um, time for like reading my Bible and breakfast and things like that too. So there were some aspects in there that I was like, if this was the idea, you know, the best that I could do, this would be the thing. So, um, but since I've already committed to all of these things, then I do have a responsibility to own the result of that. Right. So what I'm working on now is an action plan on how to either train or delegate some of those things to either other people, like my kids are getting older now. So there are some responsibilities that they might be able to do um, on some of these things that this is, you know, and maybe even incorporates into a, a bit more of an allowance or something um, for some of these things. And that's okay. Like, you know, is, is it worth an extra couple of dollars in order to not have to spend 30 minutes to an hour on X, Y, or Z um, mm-hmm. while it also builds responsibility and character for your kiddo? Like, it seems like that might be a good um, a good thing for me to be able to try to do, especially for my older kiddo. Um, then also, um, if there is something that is repetitive or something like that, then be, and it's not something that fits, uh, into who you are anymore or who you want to be, mm-hmm. then going ahead and saying, and telling who, whoever needs to know, that in six months or in three months or something like that, that you're no longer going to take on this responsibility and they need to find another person. Maybe here's a couple of names of people who, um, who have the desire to fulfill uh, a responsibility like this. So just, and, and not just like I quit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, help ease the transition if you can, um, into something that is, um, good for the people and you can and you can keep that relationship um between you and the organization or the hosts or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, but you can also um be kind to yourself mm-hmm. and, and and find sacrifices that are more meaningful to you than um than what you have already delegated into your into your life another thing is is just to literally just say no to some things um i don't know maybe 
this is not me. So this is a, a super like hypothetical situation. But if you have certain things that you really, really want to do, or you, for example, if you, if you clean your, your, your baseboards or something every week, um, I don't. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> me but, neither. Don't look but, at my baseboards when you come over. <laughs> if that is something that you have just incorporated into your life and you're kind of evaluating and you're like, you know, what would happen if I missed one week and you take a look and it's like, oh, they're not really that dirty, you know, like then what about one more week? And then see, and maybe it's a once a month thing. Maybe it's once a season or something like mm-hmm. that, that you can maybe back down on some things that just have become habits and traditions mm-hmm. for you that are not necessarily serving you anymore. Then, um, then you can kind of just, just take a, a, a fresh look at your, your life and your responsibilities, your, what happens on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, and see if you can kind of sneak in some things there that are, um, that are the right yeses and the right sacrifices for you, for your art, for your, for your life. You know, I don't know. What does that sound like to you, Joy? <laughs> I think that sounds fantastic. And I love all of that. And I think that that lends really well to a challenge, to a QWERTY challenge. You know what? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, and I think that this is the thing too, sometimes with QWERTY challenges, you know, we kind of toss some things out there and we don't know exactly what your situation is speaking to you, the listener right now, you know, we don't know exactly what you're going through. You, you may have kind of had some situations like May and I have had this year in particular, where we've learned things about ourselves and we're building from that. You may be in the same spot like that, or you may have not had one of those epiphanies yet. So we don't know exactly where you are in, in, in this, but we hope that with what we've discussed today, we've kind of gone through, I feel like a a wide swath of things. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that you resonated with some part of that. So whatever part that was, you know, if it's a situation where maybe you just need to block off about 15 minutes at some point this week, you know, jot it into your calendar or something and think back to opportunities you've had in the past where you had to say yes or no. Um, Think about what you said. Think about how it went. Think about and analyze how maybe it could have gone differently or better or, you know, whatever the case may be for you. Um, You know, maybe that's your starting point this week. Maybe this week it's a, hey, all right, I already have had this epiphany. I see where I go wrong often, like what what my tendencies are. So what can I do this week to attack that, to approach that in a different manner? What what am I going to have come at me this week that I'm going to have to say either yes or no to? And based on what I have learned about myself, (laughs) how can I prepare for that? Yes, I think that this QWERTY challenge is a little bit open-ended for you because where you are is going to dictate what you need to do this week. And it doesn't need to be anything huge. It may just be something very simple that's going to help you move forward. And I just want to, just a little disclaimer here. We talk, we talk about like sitting down and looking at who we are and discovering who ourselves is. That is not something that is just like a one-time sit down and spend an hour on that journaling and you know you can definitely learn those things about yourself and in those kind of of situations but ultimately what I've discovered over you know the 
the last couple of decades (laughs) (laughs) is that um, I guess I'm more of an experiential learner in some ways where I have to notice something about myself um, in the moment and then try to figure out what's going on with that. And that's not something that we can, that I can just like sit down and think of all of the times and all of the experiences in my past and how I handle them and what are my tendencies and like write down, you know, the six things that I love and, you know, like, (laughs) like, um, it is literally almost uh, just an, an exploration. This whole life is just an exploration and discovery of who I am and how I am and how I how I, the things that I I love and and the, about myself and the things that I have tendencies for. But I love that I know those things and that uh, you know that I'm able to just change the way that I live this life based off of that knowledge and that sort of thing. So it's you're not gonna. I'm so sorry. You're not going to be able to just sit down, uh, even if you had the whole weekend and just really, truly take a deep dive. If you do have a weekend where you can do that, oh, what a blessing. Like, yeah. what a huge blessing, because that would be a really cool foundation for you to be able to jump off of as you move outside of that time and have your eyes open to yourself and to the things the, the, the things that you are dealing with um, during the time. But if you don't be discouraged, is yeah. really what I want to say uh, is that if you don't know all the things and something pops up that you react in a way and it surprises you and that was not written in your journal and you did not have that bullet point, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. This life is messy. We're messy. It was not promised to, to be, to be anything other than what it is, you know, mm-hmm. so don't put that pressure on yourself. <laughs> so. yeah. Definitely. And I think too, just opening yourself up to thinking this way, um, you might be surprised at the things that kind of come at you or, or the, the ideas that pop up as you move forward in life, just having opened your mind to thinking about things in a different way or having a different, slightly different mindset, like we talked about earlier or, you know, things like that. So, yeah. yeah. And as you discover that it, you know, or as you continue to realize that you are important, that your time is important, that your thoughts are important, that you have so much to contribute, um, then choosing what to sacrifice and what to hold on to for your art and for other aspects mm-hmm. of your life, um, those things are important too. And those things are the things that um, respect who you are and yeah. and and shows that, um, that you value also who you are. Um, and you are worthy to be valued. So yeah, do that. Oh, love it. That was a great way to end. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we hope that you have a fantastic week. Yes. And go make something. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.